and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Today, we're talking about the remake of Suspiria. Today, we have Crystal Marie Stewart. Hi, I love that horn. Um, Hi, so I'm Crystal Marie Stewart. Um, I am a graduate student, which will be funny when we talk about this podcast, um, at the University of Iowa. Um, If you want to follow me online, you can follow me on on Insta at Crystal M as in Mom Stewart. And then if you follow me on Facebook at Crystal Marie, we probably won't be friends. And I don't, I have a Twitter, but I suggest you don't follow it because I am. (laughs) Yeah, and I never post it, right? So like, I log in about once a year or so. Um, horror movies. So one of my very first movies that I can remember watching was when my dad showed me Alien. <laughs> and I was like a small child. So like we would keep going to see those movies. Like when Alien vs. Predator came out in theaters, he took me to see it. And then we told my mom I saw something else. So I... <laughs> I think what's so funny is that, like, as a child, I was much more disturbed by, like, things that were made for children than I was at horror movies. Like, I love Alien, but, like, Ursula from The Little Mermaid freaked me out. Or, like, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 was, like, a nope. It was very strange. And I think it's because, like, a lot of things that people find funny, like, humiliation or, like, certain kinds of, like, fall-down humor makes me really anxious. So, for me, like, horror movies feel like something, a different world to get lost in. Um, which I really love. I So here's the tea. This is going to be a controversial opinion. I really, really, really love found footage horror movies. Like, I think they're really fun. I know a, people, a lot of people don't like them, which is fair. Um, the thing I like about found footage is that you often have to be really specific about your storytelling in order to convey it without the extra stuff. I know that bad found footage movies are awful, but when they're great, they're so much fun. And especially like when you think about the budget they have, like if you look at OG Paranormal Activity, when it was like, we have baby powder and like one piece of fishing line and we're <laughs> gonna use our real names. And like, it was really scary because it felt like something that could have happened. Um, which I really like. I also am a fan of like campy horror and I, I'm more of a thrillery person than a like rip up our guts kind of person with specific weird examples. Like I've seen all the Saw movies because I got really into like the lore, but I can't go see them in theaters because I need to take breaks. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so I just, I'm always a sucker for anything that's like bold enough to have an opinion about like society and life Mm -hmm. and but there are just certain movies that I don't watch also not because I think they're bad but because I the concept is just too deeply horrifying to me like after the witch made that baby into paste I was like I'm out (laughs) I was like I need to stop (laughs) um and I still haven't watched the Babadook because I have a lot of very deep fear about becoming a parent (laughs) so I was like I can't that's too close so there are certain I haven't seen Antebellum yet for similar reasons like it's just like sometimes if something feels really close it takes me a while to see it but I'm a I'm a Jordan Peele stan so I'll get around there eventually yeah yeah that's me the first time I watched this, oh, this is a, just a, a side funny story. The first time I watched Paranormal Activity, the first one, I was at my boyfriend's house and <laughs> I was sitting on this like, I can't remember what those chairs are called, but it's like, it's got the arms and a really high back. Husband's pillow. 
I think. Uh, uh, maybe, I don't know. Or a recliner, recliner. Sure. But anyways, by the end of it, I was literally, so my feet were on the seat of the chair and, my, and I was sitting on the back of the chair and my hands were in my, my head was in my, my face was in my hands and I was sobbing. Oh. I was so anxious about it's, everything. It was so scary. And like, I feel like people like to shit on it because like it feels cheesy now in a similar way that like Blair Witch feels kind of cheesy now. But like for its time, like I don't think I had ever seen anything quite like that. And so I, I specifically remember when shit started popping off in the daytime and I was like, oh shit, like I am concerned <laughs> because like, I was like, I have a plan, it's going to be okay, Shh, creepy stuff happens at night. And so the first time something happened in the daytime, I was like, oh. They also did the Midsommar thing where they made our male protagonist like so awful that you were just like so ready for him <laughs> to get got. Like when old boy Mika got out that Ouija board, I was like, bitch! Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> you can't get a Ouija board in a horror movie. You, no. Why would you Especially when you're the one making the horror movie. It's not even like other experiences where you're like, she doesn't know she's in a horror film. She thinks this is regular life. It's like, Mika, you're the director of this. <laughs> you're the right. one who wants to tape it. Right. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you. The I'm one that messed, I like found The one that messed me up in that franchise was the third one with the kids in the kids. 80s? Because, like, kids and the 80s? Here's the thing. White people just don't understand ghosts, I don't think. Like, I feel like if you... Or maybe they don't understand children. Here's a <laughs> PSA for everyone. When children talk to nobody, there's not a break. Like, they just go like... Bah, 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 and they're making it up. Because they're not good actors, right? But if your small child is like, Johnny, what's going on? <laughs> Oh yeah, like if they're waiting for there to be a that's a ghost, bitch, or a demon or something. <laughs> Y'all need Get to out. know. <laughs> like you do not mean to fuck with this. I know kids make shit up, but they're not that great at it. So I just want to put a PSA mm -mm. to white people out there. If your child has an imaginary friend and they wait for it to respond back, just keep an eye out. All I'm saying. Right. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> if your imaginary friend right. responded to you, it ain't imaginary. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't imaginary. We can no, not confirm whether or not it is imaginary or not. Y'all get too comfy. <laughs> and when she starts popping off, you really gotta go. Because it's like, not only are they waiting for this ghost to respond, but now shit happening. And you're like, how did she get up on the roof? The ghost. The ghost, bitch! <laughs> right? Amityville horror, anybody? They right. got up there the ghost. Get out of the house. <laughs> I wonder what that well, is. That's actually coming. a pretty good segue. Because when you talk about... Um, when you talk about reluctance to like call something supernatural until there's like indisputable deathly proof is a big theme in Suspiria, I think. In it both, though. Both OG and the remake. Right. So, okay, well, let's get down into it. Um, let's just start with some general thoughts on Suspiria. Um, yeah, I, I'll start. I am totally here for this cast that is predominantly women. Uh, full of women. I think there's really only like one dude that has a real like. Well, and the guy. Did you know that that's not a man playing that part? What? No. That's Tilda Swinton. Are you serious? Tilda plays the old guy. She plays both of the dance ma madams, the creepy old one and the young one. She plays three characters. Prosthetics, bitches. I know. Isn't that fucking wild? 
She's we got to stop and record something else because my mind is blown. <laughs> I don't know where to she, go with this information. She may be a real witch. We need to watch out for this. <laughs> she looked me in my soul before my internet went out yesterday. <laughs> and it froze. And then the lights went out. It was okay. Tilda. Look at Harry. Also, the way this film was shot and like the, the pacing and the way that they, the actors interacted with each other and the colored palette really made me go, have like flashbacks to, to like 70s horror pictures like The Exorcist and Amityville Horror and Poltergeist and Halloween. Uh, just the way like those long shots, there's a ton of like long shots or like you're watching them through a mirror. Yeah. Super cool. And totally got the 70s right. Well, and it was because the original Suspiria that came out in the 70s, which is also good, I, worth watching. It's just a very different kind of movie. But that one had this very, very, like, ghastly, like, they had a really bright color palette. Sometimes they would, like, put tissue paper over the corner of the camera lens so that it would be, like, fairy tale looking and <laughs> had this weird dramatic music. And so I feel like the new remake people were like, we want to have our own color palette and ideas, but we want to honor the OG of the time. And so I think the shot composition was one of the ways they did that, which I thought was really clever. It was a gorgeous movie. It really, it really was. The other one is also gorgeous. It's just like, in a weird way. It's like, have you guys seen Hannah? No. The movie? It's, this, it's like baby Shersha Ronan. Like she's like 10 or something. And she, it's like a weird dark fairy tale motif. And I think the original movie had a much more fairy tale-ish element. Like everything was really like lurid. But I think this one got like the fairy tale story structure more on point. Yeah. I, I like your comment on general thoughts because one of the questions I kept asking myself is, are we sure this isn't a grad program? <laughs> so I'm gonna let you talk about your general thought so I can talk about my general thought and feelings Perfect. and yeah. So here's the tea. Um, I'm in graduate school right now and I'm getting my MFA in acting. And we often make the joke that like this would be a great way to initiate people into a cult because like our first day of class, they're like, and now you're gonna carry each other across the room. And we were doing all of these like crazy wild things. So we get really trauma bonded really fast, even though we don't know each other very well. And also we just get used to doing ridiculous things that we usually wouldn't want to do because there's always a payoff of some kind. And so luckily for me, my teachers are not murderers. <laughs> but like, it would be really easy to get people into some sort of really intense artistic like cult or, or structure because the way that you immerse yourself in a new intensive training program for the arts is very similar to the first stages of a cult, but you don't notice it's a cult because you're just like, oh, it's grad school. Because like my teachers could literally be like, and now take off all your clothes and like go for a run. And I might consider it because like so much <laughs> wild shit happens in grad school. They're just like, yes, sure. Like I'll do whatever you want. And then that kind of element can be really harmful if the people who are in charge of you are not good people or have nefarious intentions or are abusive. Yes. 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 Um, I, so I had never seen the Spiria and I didn't like really Google it cause I don't like spoilers. And so like when I found out it was a dance program, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is the perfect place for a horror movie. Cause the arts, <laughs> the arts got problems in case nobody's picked up a couple of articles on HowlRound or American theater lately. Um, just in general. <laughs> just in general. 
if you if you haven't picked up an article, ask one of your theater friends. Just be like, hey, this podcast I listened to said so that's traumatic. And they'll be like, yes, and start crying. Even and then, under the best of circumstances, it's still right? traumatic. Right. It is. It is. I literally my happier places before this year were places where I was abused the least. Places I was abused the least. The least. There's degrees. <laughs> There's nuances to the the abuse here. It's like, this is the abuse I'm going to accept moving forward because I know I I can have so little. And that's not healthy. And so, like, when these bitches, witches were out here dancing people to death, I was like, that's scams. Okay. Maybe it's all a metaphor because they just don't have time anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But there's just, like, this sentiment, particularly in certain kinds of dance and Mm. certain kinds of theater, like performance. And opera there's an opera like or like whiplash like remember the movie whiplash where they're like he's so dedicated i'm like he's a sociopath um but like this idea of like breaking you down and like things that you think that are different than what your teacher's telling you being resistance and Mm -hmm. so it's like we're gonna break like that is literally sometimes what is accepted and they can mold you like clay and make you in their image it's the arts are a cult i have three degrees in cult worshiping and i just thought about it while we're recording i'm gonna pack that later (laughs) separate podcast (laughs) but yeah so that's just like i think people talk a lot about the political undertones in this which are there but i guess because arts are closer to me like i got really in depth with like art like the way that we think of artists training and whether or not it encourages fanaticism and cultist mentality Mm -hmm. I was lost on a lot of the political, historical stuff, so I was that just went way over my head. <laughs> so no, I, was, I agree. I think it. I think they were trying to give context, but like they assumed that you knew things that we do not know. Like we're Americans, we don't get history really. So <laughs> like, I just we really get our history, and even that has plot holes. So yeah, like, <laughs> even that is often just as a colonialist fuckery. So like, for me, I was just like, I feel stupider now because I think they're assuming that I know these things and I don't. Yes. No. <laughs> I was like, let me get on my good sis Google real quick to see <laughs> what specifically was happening in the 70s. Right. I do think that like the arts element of it is like a valid way in to Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and like, I know some of this, like, you know, the 70s is like the they're still dealing with the fallout from World War Two and yeah. Jews and Nazis and because wasn't the old man a Nazi or used to be a Nazi? Or something like that? Or something like that? He had Aryan papers, which was weird. Jewish. Well, and even if he wasn't, I think it was like during the time when the Nazis were occupying, like everybody had to have paperwork that showed if they were Jewish or not. So like if you weren't Jewish, it wasn't enough to not be like you had to have like a slip that was like this is my racial makeup which is like fucked up and that's why when people in america talk about show me your papers bullshit i get concerned yes please (laughs) so yeah are we ready to get down into the plot of this let's do it it's so let's do this i'm ready Oh, one more general thought, because this is in the wrong spot, but uh, it is really interesting how they break the movie up literally into acts, and they name each act. Like a performance piece. It really was like, uh, it was an art house, witchcraft, 
movie, which is why I want to watch it again. I only got to watch it once because I live in Indiana and my Wi-Fi and electric were just not working. I'll name check them later on in these notes because I'm a Gemini. But, <laughs> um, but I only got to watch it the one time before recording this. And I feel like it does me a disservice and it does the movie a disservice. And I think I'm really here for it, especially because I can relate it so well to the arts and my own issues with the arts right now. And <laughs> yeah, and I think the style of framing makes it very artistic and grounded too. Yes. Like, like it looks like you're looking at a program and like, I don't know what the, I mean, the six acts, I guess, because it's the devil's six, six. <laughs> because I was thinking the five act structure, at least in theater is more popular. I don't know about ballet because I, um, aged out of ballet before I knew anything about traditional ones <laughs> but yeah I just thought the act structure was like a very specific like performance piece fourth wall breaking type of style which I think was really fun mm-hmm. maybe it's just an act for each Tilda Swinton character possible we just need to find another <laughs> is Tilda Swinton playing Dakota Johnson <laughs> in this movie <laughs> she would do it better she would do it better Tilda, Tilda, play me too, then make me famous. <laughs> All right. She's playing me right now. I oh gosh, Sheree, <laughs> amazing. Nice to meet you, Tilda. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the first act is literally just called 1977. I didn't, I was not aware, like, I had, I went to this movie, never seen it, didn't know anything about it. So like, I was not aware this was going to be set in the 70s, so I was like, oh, okay, hello. <laughs> underutilized I feel like time of history which is so silly because like the clothes are awesome yes we're sort of starting to come around to black people as like a concept like I just feel like the 70s is like really fun and decadent and I feel like people always do like 50s and 60s it's like sad white people problems but I feel like we don't really do the 70s very much which like no there's so much to mine in there. Like they had disco and they, they had, had like disco. If witches weren't wearing the fashions of the 70s, what were they wearing this whole time? Exactly. It's a perfect time for witchy stuff because it's like is she a witch? Like is she a witch or is she it's also like so I've been watching this show on Amazon Instant Video. I'm pretty sure it's just called Thriller. It might be called Chiller instead. But it's like an <laughs> anthology because I watch a lot of suspense anthologies and Amazon knows that, so it keeps recommending them to me. Yeah. And this one is from the 70s. And like each episode, it's either like regular bad stuff, like your husband is creeping on you. Or sometimes it's like demons and witches and ghosts. <laughs> and like, I don't ever know until like it's so half of the fun is guessing but there was a lot of emphasis in that time period it's the lead up into like the 80s satanic panic where yeah. everyone's like oh no are the youths gonna listen to kiss and murder us I feel like the 70s was the beginning of that because one we were all really aware of like witches and also the styles of the time were so what we consider to be witchy that like I feel like it would be hard to suss out like, are they just swingers or are they <laughs> Satanists? I'm not sure. Well, and I actually really enjoyed that these witches weren't all Satan y. Yeah. Were, you know what I mean? Like, they were just witches and they were just killing people by dancing. <laughs> they weren't like dancing to praise Satan or anything. Yeah. Well, and as a witch who does not kill anyone. <laughs> sidebar um I like any sort of I I do understand why witches are so often antagonists because like there's 
they have powers other people don't have, which is scary. And like, that's what it's about. But I did appreciate that even though these people were problematic, it was like in and of themselves being problematic. Like I, I, my hubris, my human element has, is the part that makes me shitty, not necessarily witchcraft as a concept right. or like the devil or whoever. Right. Well, cause like, don't they, at one point I want to say there's dialogue that says that whatever these witches were celebrating or worshiping or using or whatever was before God, before the mm-hmm. God or the yeah. person Satan. So it like predates that. Which yeah. Is- yeah. They're like, we are our own thing. It's a very matrilineal and I, I, as we all just discovered, like the only central male figure is played by a person who is not a man. So like this idea that like this movie is very heavily rooted in feminine energy, both both good and bad is really fun, yeah. which is also very 70s. It's a very yes. feminine. Yeah. Yes. Um, we open with this young woman running to who we just found out is Tilda Swinton's doctor. Um, and she's having a moment, as you do in the 70s. Um, <laughs> and the line that stuck out to me, because I was like, I don't know what's happening. I'm glad I didn't Google it, but I don't know what's happening. But the line that stuck out to me was, she wants to get inside of me because I'm 12. And because whenever we do one of these podcasts, someone wants inside of someone else. And so I'm just tracking it. Like, <laughs> a lot of horror is, is <laughs> like, about like impregnation and birth like so think about how many horror stories are about like somebody possessing you or like literally taking over your body and bursting out of the stomach that's why I always list alien on my mother's day film (laughs) 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 I just feel like society in a and in a movie that's so much about motherhood that makes sense it took me forever but I finally realized that Patricia is Chloe Moritz uh whatever her last name is yeah yeah uh Chloe Grace Morts. Um, I did not recognize her. And I was surprised that they never brought her back. <laughs> but y'all have money to burn, I get. Well, Silda played so many of the characters. Right? <laughs> They're like, there are no minor characters in this film. She was busy filming Kick-Ass and being a child. So, like, she just came in for this one and done. Right. <laughs> um, I do love Chloe. I think she's really talented. I think you're right. She wasn't as big then as she is now. But I also feel like they could be doing a scream fake out where like they cast a relatively well-known young actress at the beginning and then we just don't see them again. It like yeah. subverts our idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. Cuz she was a bigger name than Susie, whose name I keep forgetting still. I keep well, wanting to call her Sharona. They're not the same person, but for a while they were the same person in my head. No, she's <laughs> Dakota something? That's uh, Dakota she was in Fifty Johnson. Yeah, Dakota Johnson, which is why I keep forgetting her, because I've never seen her work aside from this, because I'm not going to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, and <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunately for her, she, they didn't let her change her appearance as much as they let Jamie Dornan change his, because you notice he's clean-shaven in Fifty Shades, and he always has a beard. Yep. And so I think he's been able to distance himself, but I feel like she hasn't really been able to distance herself, which kind of sucks, because I think she's really talented. She should, like, dye her hair blonde. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked her performance in this. I thought it was good. I just want yes. to be from whatever the fuck that bullshit is. Right. Um, yeah, and I also clocked um, Patricia saying she saw how they or uh, they groomed, they were grooming her. And I was having flashbacks to Lords of Salem when the three sisters are grooming uh, the, the main girl to like birth Satan's child. 
Um, <laughs> it's that, just listen to the whole episode. What do you mean cults are about? Birthing Satan's child. We were just talking about that with them. Yes. My cult's going to be anti-birth. Yeah, like, it's like when I was a kid, I called myself a kid, but I was a teen or a young adult, and we would have no baby showers, because, like, I have only recently reached an age where, like, when my friends tell me they're pregnant, it's automatically like, yay, and so for a while, we would, like, wait, and then she wouldn't be, they wouldn't be pregnant, and we would, like, drink and, like, eat sushi, like, do all the stuff that we couldn't do. Yeah. That's our cult. I just feel like, are we happy? When my friends are pregnant, because you never know. For me, I it's at least tilted and mostly happy. Like I still ask, but it's much to. more like, oh, me and my boyfriend who've been together for seven years are now expecting a child, and I'm like, okay, you're probably happy, as opposed to like when we were like 20, and it's like, oh, that guy I'm in homeless last night whose name I don't remember. Well, <laughs> I missed my period, and you're like, no. <laughs> like, I think for me, it's easier to read by like how they approach me. Like if they're like hey, I have something to tell you. I'm pregnant. As opposed to like, hey, so, um. (laughs) (laughs) I got some shit to say. I also like that she talks about grooming because, so that's like a third option, right? So like, is it a cult? Is this a weird, intense artistic process? Or am I entering into some sort of problematic sexual relationship abuse situation? Because if you think about it, when we get there later on, like the way that this cult operates is like doing things to people's bodies without asking consent. Mm-hmm. And that is something that often happens when there's like a power dynamic imbalance in things like a culture I grad program. Right. Yeah. Texas Tech, is this you? Oh, that's <laughs> fired! <laughs> so they love um, guns. They do. Yeah. <laughs> sure. One, well, especially I'm I'm currently watching um, The Vow on HBO, mm. which is all about Nexium. Oh yeah, and it's and like you see the grooming and like how it just completely changes people's whole mentality of how they see the world and what they see as good and bad and it's a little. Whew. Anyway, it's one that I'm glad I'm not binging because I would have to take a break. <laughs> yes. I need a week break between every episode. <laughs> yes. It's like, and and like, it's also just so, because that cult was very, very heavily based in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's just a conversation that needs to be had about like how a lot of the way that we teach the arts as of now is so similar in practice to grooming that like we just have to be more careful about sussing out as teachers and students the differences and being able to hold boundaries around that. I think a lot of that too is as artists, we are innately more in tune to our emotions and more Mm. um, vulnerable in that way that makes us easy targets for the, to to accidentally become involved in these situations and not realize it until it's A, too late or B, never realize it. Mm. Yeah. Back to <laughs> Suspiria. Suspiria. So she's freaking out with uh, Tilda Swinton as a male doctor. Uh, <laughs> that, that's still, I'm going to have to go back and watch just that scene. Isn't it so gonna be cool? like <laughs> <laughs> Tilda, how? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then she just like runs away, right? Before she runs away, though, she says verbatim, they will hollow me out and eat my cunt on a plate. Because I'm tracking the cunt word in these witchcraft movies <laughs> written by men. I wish that I had written that line. 
Like, and that is such yes. a delightfully, viscerally awful thing to say. It tells me these are not witches I want to fucks with. <laughs> well, and, like, and the way that, see, the difference for me when she uses it in this movie, as opposed to how they used it in the last movie where we kind of criticized it, it's not like... Yeah, it's not... She's not using it as like a nasty word. You know what I mean? No, she's it's having just, a moment, and they have threatened her and her cunt word. And she is relaying the information. Well, it's just a visceral time. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. feels like she chose that word because that's the word that felt. Yeah. Right? And also, like, not romantic. You know what I mean? Like, I think other words can feel too romantic. Mm-hmm. Whereas that word is usually, whether it's in a positive sexual way or in a violent way, it's a very viscerally aggressive word. <laughs> it's going to make people pay attention. And so, like, yes. It's like, this is clearly serious. We did not use another word. Right. <laughs> pay attention, I, bitches. Right. So then uh, Chloe, Patricia uh, runs away because I think at one point I feel like she has a shift to where, like, they're watching, they're watching her through her own eyes kind of thing. And so she feels like she's putting him in danger. So oh, she yeah. runs. She gets out of there. Just that's kind of sweet, Chloe. Yeah. Sorry, Chloe. Always so <laughs> thinking of others. But we don't really ever see her again. Sorry, Patricia. <laughs> um, and then we start this like we go to like the Amish people, and I was really confused because there's no like it just like shifts. I was like, are we still in the nineteen? Are we still in the nineteen seventies? Like, I feel like no. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the original, which I don't remember verbatim, I only glanced through that one. I didn't watch that one intensely, but like I think that one is told more chronologically and order wise. Awesome. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that it becomes clear that these scenes with the Amish people are flashbacks or like memories in the other one. Whereas in this one, it's just like, which cult is this? Yeah. But I think that's on purpose because I think they're trying to make a point about cults mm-hmm. and about restrictive religious beliefs. Right. And I get that. And, and it, it became more clear about who these Amish people were once we meet Susie and we get to know her as a character. Because clearly this is her family because she's from Iowa, Kentucky. She said Iowa, but I don't know if I buy that because who from Iowa makes it all the way to Germany? I think Iowa is just like, as a person who now lives in Iowa, I feel like I notice it more now that like, if ever you need someone to sound like a vague bumpkin, but not Southern, you make them from Iowa. Like in burlesque with Christina Aguilera, oh. she's yes. from Iowa. And I was like, Christina Aguilera from Iowa. <laughs> Look at that contour. <laughs> Iowa. But so I, I would guess Iowa only because that's like vague farm country. Um, and there are hella Amish people here. Mm. Hmm. Oh, the Amish. The Amish, they make <laughs> they have great. If you can ever go to like an Amish restaurant or like a Mennonite restaurant, oh, best white people food I've ever had. Really? Is that where the seasoning is? Apparently, it's all the Amish. They get to keep the seasoning, but they can't have phones. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a decent trade off, I guess. I'm in Indiana and I have a cell phone, but like I can't get food delivered that has seasoning. So like at this point, it's just like a fair trade. <laughs> Maybe I'll be a Mennonite. Um, so yeah. then we go to Susie going into the the 
ballet building. Which is how I found out it was going to be about dance. Because I was like, what are these witches? We're in Germany. Witches in Germany. Cool. And then she was like, I'm going to audition for this program. I'm like, oh, bitch. Layers. Levels. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm here for this. <laughs> I thought, okay, when she was watching the dance class going on, with the, she was having some weird moments. Was she like orgasming or something? And she, was like, she was rubbing her teeth, which we know is what she does when she's stressed. Um, we'll get to that because I have a thought about that. Because um, I was like, okay, so she's having anxiety. And she gasped. And Tilda, as Madame Blanc, not one of the other nine characters she plays, <laughs> looked towards her through all these rooms in space and was like, I know that gasp. That's my future gasp. <laughs> <laughs> it was also like, if it was sexual, I think that makes sense in that, like, sex isn't in and of itself a ritual. Mm-hmm. And so is dance, which is why a lot of more restrictive religions don't want people to dance. Because it but can loose. feel... Loose Texas um, <laughs> in general. Um, first of all, I do not believe that Kevin Bacon would ever be the best dancer anywhere, but whatever. No. Um, there are no black people here ever. So for me, it's just like, I, I do like the idea of it being like a, um, a sexual and also kind of painful and also kind of magical feeling. But there's some sort of energetic thing that she releases because my good sis Tilda or Sib, I think I don't know if Tilda is is sis. So I'm gonna say my good Sib Tilda um had a very like visceral reaction to which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So then we get to her auditioning with the black um is she a teacher or is she a choreographer? She's one of the teacher witches and I was like we have a black teacher witch but of course I was worried because we're sat in the 70s and we did such a good job of making the 70s where after I was done dancing I was like but what's gonna happen to you? Are you gonna be okay? I don't think you are. Yeah because Mandingo was made in the 1970s at Paramount which I found out recently because I thought it was a satire. It's not! Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That was serious. And it was the 70s. I was like, why is everyone's hair like this? It was the 70s. So anyway, I'm now very worried for Black people if it's the 70s. But I think she was fine. I don't remember. What no, she, she's I, right. yeah. she was as fine as any of the witches are going to be. Right. Which is all that I ask. Equality. Equality. <laughs> with the ones who live or kill them all. <laughs> Fairness. Yes. So, yeah. And then, okay, so Susie goes to like put on her music, music to dance to and the, and, the, and the Black lady is like, no. I like dance without music. And then I was like, officially, I do not like this. It's creepy when people dance without music because you just hear breathing and like their feet hitting the floors. And I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It's so ominous. And it's it's also uh, like, it's because uh, we are uncomfortable. Like if anyone was like, we're going to have a dance party. And you were like, great. And they were like, no music. Like you would be like, ooh, right. And I feel like that's what I feel as an audience member. Or being in those parties, I don't know if they do them anymore, but they were a big thing like maybe five or ten years ago when they would have parties, but everyone would be have, like have headphones on and be listening oh, yeah. to the same music. Could you imagine walking into that party and being like, <laughs> "I am left out." Yeah, right? they do those still a lot in New York because like there's everyone's on top of each other there, so like there's really no way to have a huge party and not annoy your neighbors. So they'll have like silent discos and things like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, like I, the only time I've not been annoyed with one of those parties is when I saw on TV. I was watching something, and it was about a a show written about a child with autism who, of course, was not played by an autistic actor because Hollywood cannot. Um, 
And so like for, I think it was like a prom or a school dance, I got everybody headphones. He could participate without being like overloaded sensory wise. That's really sweet. And I was like, do this, but also give this role to an actor <laughs> who should be playing this role. We're out here. <laughs> right? Um, no, and I agree. It was a very scary thing. It was also like her dance was like so sexual. Not in a like she was trying to seduce me way, but I just feel like the like camera angles that were chosen drew a lot of attention to the the groin yes buttocks yes oh, the one move that lost me was when she was she was on the ground and she started doing that crawl thing but she was doing it backwards i was like nope uh-uh, can't do it <laughs> nope. i was like is this the ring like what are you doing <laughs> but contemporary dancers would eat the shit up like they would love that like when you ever you go see a modern dance performance, I'll be like, I don't know what's, I love it, but I don't know what's happening. It was all very primal and very like grounded, and it wasn't like I want to be a pretty ballerina. It was like I'm gonna put my fist through my chest and I'm gonna reach for you, and you're gonna feel something. And I was like, I do. And I was like, uh huh, I can dance, yeah. right? Like it was, it was very opposite. You're right, Shrey, in that like ballet is very vertical and this was a very horizontal world we were living in yes which is really interesting because later on uh tilda and her well tilda as uh what's her name blanc and Susie have the conversation about like because blanc wants her to be more vertical and like do more jumps and she's like no i feel more comfortable on the ground so it's really interesting that we're having that i didn't even that didn't hit me till right, right now Oh, dance. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and this is when Tilda from like rooms away is like, <gasps> <laughs> we just did that at the same time. You can't see us, but we just like gasped and turned in the same direction at the same time. <laughs> Tilda would be proud. Tilda would be so honored. Thank you. Bless you, spirit, Tilda. <laughs> it was just how she did how they did it in the movie, where it was like, I know that pin. <laughs> that is my future. And I was like, Tilda. Tilda, Tilda. What? <laughs> Whenever Tilda Swinton does anything in a movie, I'm like afraid and also aroused. Like I'm like, oh, what's <laughs> happening? Like, something bad is gonna happen, but it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's that big T energy, that big Tilda energy where you're just like, oh, I I might be into this. I am unsettled, but also sure. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the eyes. Tilda the eyes. The, literally, Tilda looking in my soul 19 times watching this movie. And I'm afraid, but also maybe I'm okay with it. Maybe it's fine. I don't know. Possess me, Tilda. I'm gonna unpack that later. Oh. <laughs> so and then she just Blanc just shows up in the audition room when she's done dancing, and Susie's like, "Oh my god!" Like has a freak out moment. Because um, she's like super fucking famous. Yeah. Right? Cause she's Blanc. She's the head bitch in charge. It's like, like she kept Beyonce. this going during the war by herself we think even though we know witchcraft is part of it somehow um still impressive right, right? like because i mean like to be fair no matter how much witchcraft was involved it's still mostly the energy of like a strong ass woman right who's like not my dance studio right. <laughs> and so then susie goes back to her apartment hotel room i couldn't tell which one it was at this point it was still the hotel um and she's waiting for because she i guess she knows she's already in but she's waiting for the girl to come get her to bring her back so that she can like move move into the to the room uh to the 
place where they all live. Um, and, but she, the girl doesn't get there till six, till after six. So she has to keep the room for the night. And the girl comes in and they have this little conversation about what's going on in Germany politically. Um, there's like a, a bomb goes off down the street or something like that. And I, apparently Germany in the seventies was wild now. I don't, <laughs> I didn't know all this. Was it, I get, yeah, because this was before the, the Berlin Wall went, came down, so. Yeah, and they used the, the Berlin Wall a lot in shots, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was like, I don't know enough about German history, and like, the original is not about that, so like, I didn't even know that I, like, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, I didn't know that I, like, I wish there had been a study guide. I want a dramaturg to walk me through this the next time I watch it. Because we do have some listeners in Germany, so hello out oh, there. Oh, teach us about, the, please, please comment and let us know what you, you think. In America, our history of, our German history in like high school, you heard, you get to World War II and you go through all that and then it's just like crickets. Until, I, yeah. until um, Angela Merkel, <laughs> she, you might get to <laughs> So if you, if Germ any Germans would like to educate us on Germany in the 1970s, I would be very interested to hear it. I feel underprepared. Oh, no, I guess we do touch briefly on the Berlin Wall coming down, but that's it. We get through Berlin Wall, Angela. Basically, American history of other countries is told through Kate McKinnon characters on SNL. Yes. So if anybody wants to weigh in, we will make space for you. We would love to know. We will give you your own half hour. Just <laughs> to talk to us about Call us, kids. beep us if you want to reach us. <laughs> um. <laughs> so when the, while they're having this conversation, though, yeah, Sheree, you made this note that like the cuts of this act is just like, boom, and it's over. It was it was the most disturbing part. I mean, we saw a lot of shit happen in this movie, but like the things that would happen rapid pace in front of us, we're like, what does this mean? What is that? Who's that? And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, act two. And you're like, oh, damn, okay, okay. I get it. We're done with my questions and we're moving on with this movie. <laughs> Bye. This movie Fuck seemed me. very, very, um, so when you take on camera acting classes where they talk about taking the camera with you, like taking the audience with you, you don't want to move too quickly and I feel like this movie was like fuck you you're coming with us whether you want to or not like it does not feel consensual these act breaks it's like that was then this is now and I'm like but like no this is now like, maybe okay. this is grad school it's all grad <laughs> right? school new semester stop your crying start your crying for this semester like, <laughs> I'm not ready so act two is called places for tears and it again grad school I didn't, okay, I guess now I know it's the old man in the bed is the doctor, but like I did not recognize him at first or Tilda Swinton as a doctor. I was like, why? Because he, he, didn't you just go away and we never see him? We, we, don't, we see him again, but we don't see him again for a while. I wonder if that's like, if they thought that because there are not other male characters that we would just assume that it was the same guy, but it's like, no movies have one man character. So like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so I was like, God, there's another old guy? Who is this? Well, and he kind of looked dead. I don't, he wasn't moving. <laughs> well, not looking good. But also we know it was Tilda playing her, their ninth character with a bunch of prosthetics. True, true. Which like also, anyway, we'll talk about this later. But there's yeah. something that I find really impressive about the fact that it was Tilda that we'll talk about later. But yeah, I didn't know who the no. fuck that guy was. At least I looked, I looked that actor in the face multiple times going, why do I know him? 
Nice. What else has he been in? And I was going to Google him, and I'm glad I didn't, because I'd have been an asshole. And I'd be like, oh, it was Tilda. No wonder I know him, the actor <laughs> who was in I there. Thinking, I kept thinking it was Gary Oldman, because he does he would. a lot of movies where, like, he's unrecognizable. He would. But I yeah. know uh, it was Tilda. The better Gary Oldman. <laughs> right? No, <laughs> the Gary Oldman this generation needs is Tilda Swinton. So then we go to the older witches, the teacher witches, and they're like voting on something. I don't, yeah. I love that all the older dance witches live together and I want that reality show. I want that more than the next season of Drag Race. I want it more than any reality show you're gonna try and make me watch. I want a bunch of old witches who dance living together. Can you imagine those fights? Can you imagine those conversations? I would watch the show. One of them kills themselves, okay. It would be That's, like tea with the dames, except right? more aggressive and less right? friendly. Right? It's like somebody brought my eating pad without asking. Yes. <laughs> Someone used the last of the bin gay and didn't say anything. So I hexed us all. Stabbed in the vein. Right? right? I did a little divination about it and now I know it was John! <laughs> right? If you come for me again, Myrtle, I'm gonna catch you. Gonna set you on fucking fire. Right? I put your name in my shoe. Don't you dare. Oh, it would be like Big Brother, but like stakes are so high. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I might write this play and we're all gonna be fine. Please, I want to be in it. <laughs> I will consult you and some other friends I know who know more about witchcraft than I do. I've got you. I will barter <laughs> for that. But no, I thought, in, who did, did you make this note, Trent, about the aggressive voting? <laughs> yes, they're so aggressive. They're like, Marcos, block. I was like, why are you so mad right now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's cold in Europe, especially in like Germany and them places. It's very yeah, cold. and it can feel like like yelling, <laughs> but then you're like, oh, you care about me, but then it's like <laughs> yes, and you're like, what? Um, and I do that is really unsettling, particularly in this kind of situation, because I think I think of dancers as like very warm, and this was not what was happening. Yeah, and well, and Sheree, you made the note like who I don't understand what they're voting on, like. I mean, I guess it's their leader. Who is Marcos is what I wanted to know because it's a very femme situation. And they're all like, Marcos this, Marcos that, Marcos Marcos, so Marcos cool. Marcos is the really, really old lady whose body is all fucked up. We don't see to the end. That's okay. Because I had the moment, oh who is this creepy, gross looking girl? Can we talk about how I took Marcos as a masculine name and was like, why are we worshiping some man? We all fierce. I am the problem. Suspiria just suspiriated me. He has I, you. And also, that character is also played by Tilda Swinton. <laughs> right. Because I was like, what is. <laughs> Basically, this is a one person show by Tilda Swinton. Yes. <laughs> I would totally go me. Yes. So Tilda Swinton was going to win this election no matter who won. No matter what. It's all Tilda. No matter who. That's how you win an election. You just play <laughs> both roles. I am running against myself and myself. Myself and I are in a competition. I want Tilda to sit down with Elizabeth Warren. So next election, <laughs> Tilda, please <laughs> teach Elizabeth how to be all the candidates. Because that's where she failed. She was one candidate. I would candidate. love to have Liz as Joe Biden. Like, what if that? Yeah. Is, what if that is the coup of this election? <laughs> that would be the Joe best Biden, gag like, ever. Takes off his face, Arya Stark style, and it's like it's been Elizabeth Warren the whole time. Right. You ungrateful pieces of shit. That'll election. be the October surprise. Oh right? God. She'll That'll just be, be like, I knew you wouldn't vote for a woman, so I made a plan. 
That's all I need for You're welcome, America. And I'll Elizabeth like Warren and her magical powers having possessed Joseph Biden to take the presidential election. I, I will run out into these Indiana streets naked doing Nude. the dances. In the winter. Really, the magic worked. What? I've in the like, summer, oh. I will do oh. naked snow angels in my yard. Right? Jumping in my nudity. Just like, don't look if you're one of my students. <laughs> I have it's to make not going to happen, but I do feel like this movie was sent to us at the time of this to give us sorceress ideas <laughs> for the next election. Good to know. We need them. We we need new magic because the magic we grew up with is no longer there. Thank you, Tilda, for showing us a way through in these difficult times. Yes. So, yes. Did we know Susie's name was Susie before this moment, or was I just late to this party? I don't think we, I don't think they used her name before this. Yeah, I think this felt like a vaguely purposeful, it felt like an introduction, not just to, like, within the movie, but also to us. Thank you, because I was like, this is act two, so, like, did we know Susie's name was Susie, and I just missed it, because I'm an asshole who was eating pancakes and texting, or just, because it was like, thank you, Susie, and, like, that feels pointed. I feel like it's not just me. We spent most of act one with Patricia. Yeah, so I do think there was a scream fake out. I do think that they set you up to think that Patricia is the lead character, which I think happens in the OG, too. Where yeah. you're like, that was one of the first horror movies I can remember seeing because I saw this movie before I saw Scream, and I specifically remember being like shocked that I was like, wait, where's Patricia? So like, I do feel like maybe that was what was happening is like a subversion of like the chosen one trope. Yeah. Well, and and you learn in this scene that Patricia has let like she ran away from this dance company. Uh, you don't really know why, but you you get the idea that it is very. Um, uh, it was it was for reasons. <laughs> it was for very valid reasons. <laughs> I I also love that as we're introducing Susie's name for the first time, as we initiate Susie into this group, like our Tilda Swinton, Madame Blanc is just like there blowing smoke into the room as a dance instructor in Germany would in the seventies. <laughs> just like I smoke twelve packs a day and I'm light on my toes. <laughs> It felt so dragon. Susie. It just felt very, very dragon on a horde. Like it felt very like Yeah. Not necessarily dark, but like it felt ominous. Right. These were intentional smoke clouds. Like purposeful. Get out of my way. I'm playing nine people. Who do you think you are, Dakota? I just feel like <laughs> Tilda definitively does not in this movie as that character do things that do not have a purpose so like it felt like she could have very easily been smoking like a normal fucking person yeah. <laughs> so the choice did not <laughs> felt like an aesthetic decision right because well, like it, as the director what do you say to tilda swinton you say yes <laughs> thank you tilda yeah. right. like, thank you for letting me keep my job what else <laughs> would you like me to do with tilda yes but can we uh back up just a tiny bit because like when she comes in and she's like kissing all the dancers on the cheek. It's it feels very culty again, like very grad school. <laughs> very grad school. It's too. I love you all. You're all my students. I'm running for mayor someday. Or like a very bad retail job. 
where they're like, we're family here. And by that, I mean, I'm going to psychologically abuse you. Right? <laughs> Take this banana bread and don't ask questions. <laughs> we have pizza every Wednesday. <laughs> okay. If the cry room's under construction, you can't cry, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, it did feel like, it felt weird and culty in a way where I was just like, I feel like these people are not, at least we, we as an audience have not spent enough time with these people for that level of physical affection to not feel odd. Mm, right. Like, I was like, are you guys really close? Yeah. No. Right. And then we find out that Patricia apparently was like going to dance the lead in this dance that they do every year. Or not every year, but they've done it a lot. Um, and that's why she, that well, could be why she left. If she left, because we see how they dispose of other people in a second. I feel they killed Patricia because she had too many questions, which is also very grand school. It's like, yeah. where's so-and-so go? They were ha- unhappy and now we don't see them. That they is, went home. That is very specifically like, of things that happens a lot in the arts where like people will just be gone and it's yeah. like they were disappeared it is very ominous where you're just like whatever happened to jan she was having a bad day and then i never saw her again and you're just like mm, so lunchtime and you're like what like, no have this donut we gave you instead i'm asking these questions <laughs> did you guys kill jan <laughs> is jan fine i'm concerned right it's like where did kevin go <laughs> he was my friend he left in the night he would have told me he left in the night have this pizza it's fine i mean but really kevin probably needed to leave let's be real um kevin left because kevin was over it <laughs> every time and when i did remember to find kevin kevin was like this bullshit I'm like you right it is and there was also the weird like there was the weird like need to make it was strange because Tilda as Tilda was being so nice in her tone while like weirdly making it sound like Patricia was like crazy or bad. And that like coupling of it was really unsettling. And I seen that in grad school. <laughs> I have a degree in gaslighting. That's what I keep telling people, which is why I could identify it in Chicago at all my jobs. Because I spent three years studying gaslighting in addition to playwriting. <laughs> so weird that, like, oh, like, don't, if Patricia wants to live in a bunker and get her ass blown up, then, like, it's her right. Like, it was very weird. Right? <laughs> the tone. It was like, let's not answer these questions. Let us create more questions and confuse them. We don't have Facebook in the 70s. They can't reach out to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No one can text her. Right? They can't. They're just like, we really we, we can bring her home and hear back in two months. Which nobody's going to do. No. Especially when you're in the arts. You ain't got time to write a letter. You out here dancing and worshiping Marcos. You ain't got time for letters. <laughs> Patricia gone. No matter what happens, she gone. We'll never know what happened. And so, like, Madame Blanc being like, she wanted to be an activist, and we support her, and she had to leave. It's fine. It feels like they did not support her. Like, the more times they were like, and we support her, I was like, you did not support her. No, because you find out later that they were, like, they were grooming her to do some kind of special dance, something, 
and she was not having it, which is why she left. Yeah. Right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Right? I just did my quotes because you, but you yeah. can't. So allegedly <laughs> left. She was like, I see at least four Tildas, and I know all of them to be evil. All of them. I have to run. I gotta go. Even my psychiatrist <laughs> is a Tilda. Exactly. Right. And all the Tildas were like, we see you. Right. And we'll tell people we support you, which is code for we tried to kill her. She <laughs> tried. If a grad school said they supported somebody, it's a bull-faced lie, burn it down. That's what I would. <laughs> we support you 100%. And yeah. you're like, oh God, I have to change my name. Right? <laughs> right? I'm on the run now. Like, don't go home. Don't pack. Just leave. Leave. I'm I also feel like the dance was so weird. And like, this is as a person who like, I was a dancer, like I enjoy watching weird dances, but like mm. the weird dances in this movie don't even feel like dances sometimes. It feels yeah. like people are being beaten. Right, and is this company, is this company about, I don't think this is a ballet company. This has yeah, gotta be like a gotta modern. It's gotta be modern. Cause it's not ballet. <laughs> no. Ain't nobody created years ago. Yeah, it doesn't look, it doesn't look, yeah. And like, I feel like the ballet, like I've seen ballet companies that do weird ballets where like everyone's basically naked and like we are all holding umbrellas or whatever. But even then, like it looks like ballet. Like I feel like the lines are too broken to be, because in ballet, it's all about like you extend your arm as long as it can. Like, it's about these long, round, slender shapes. And I feel like this was, like, so guttural and pelvis forward that I feel like we were in modern dance or contemporary or some sort of weird... It was also really percussive. And ballet is really very fluid. Totally. Yeah. Bitches are drumming the floor with their faces. <laughs> and I they're happy not. about it. They're like, dun, like dun, 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 dun. And I'm like, you cannot. That's right. what I was like, oh my god, those actors. Like I know that it it can't possibly have been the floor could not have possibly been as hard as yeah. it looked. But I was just like I w I was getting very, very, very black swan vibes from this and was happy that Natalie Portman was at one point attached before like they lost that director and Natalie was like, Well then I'm gonna leave too. I only work with that guy, but I love doing weird dance films, so right? call me back. <laughs> like I love that's her thing now. Uh, but yeah. I really just wanted them to stop hitting their faces on the floor. I was like, you don't have to do that. No. <laughs> if that's what Marcos wants of you, you need to leave Marcos alone. This is not how dance is supposed to work. <laughs> don't hit your face on the floor. Right. So yeah, it was just, it was very grad school in that way. Yeah. So Blanc tells Olga, who's a new character, that she is going to take Patricia's part as the lead, and some other girl that I can't remember her name is going to dance Olga's part. Well, we find out that Olga and Patricia were apparently really close. And because they start out the dance and Olga's trying it, but she's not really into it. And Blanc stops the, the dance to correct her and Olga has had it. She is not having it. She's, she's like calling Blanc out. She's like, Patricia did not run away. You are lying to us and I'm out of here. I was like, girl, I support you, but this is not gonna go well. You know, you know, to all of our listeners out there if you're in a cult don't tell your cult leader that you're leaving no just go just go especially if you're like worried that they're already like monitoring you big brother style this is not the time to like be 
this is not the time to do your Disney villain monologue where you announce your whole fucking plan. Right. Yes. Go. This is not a Facebook group. We're being dramatic. <laughs> it's going to end the way you want it to. Just and leave. even in Facebook groups, sometimes it doesn't work out. I suggest no. just go. Just go. Right. Just quit. And that way they can't drag you because you didn't leave them a novel to drag you by. Just be like, left. And then, because we've got to find out why you don't do that. Mm. Because then... Mm. This was the first dance murder that I was here for because I didn't know dance murders happened. So while Susie's like, I know this role of Olga won't do it and Olga's trying to escape, Olga bumps into some other witches out in the hallway and they're like, ha, 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 text you. Ha, 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 and they leave. And then like Olga's like, oh no, now I'm in this room of mirrors. While Susie's upstairs doing this dance that is killing her. <laughs> and we don't know if Susie knows. Well, and that is like a a form of, it's like a pretty traditional form of magic where like you, it's like, it's kind of like its own kind of voodoo in that like, I am not, it's not just voodoo that does it, but like, it's like, I am embodying either myself or another object with properties of you, whether it's like, I'm going to take over you or I'm going to like like people did it with like little wax dolls too and like traditional Wicca. Um, but doing it with your body is a thing of like, it's kind of like a weird possession thing. And a lot of the time it's slightly less aggressive in that it's like, I'm just going to dance you to death, like red shoe style, where it's like, I'm just going to keep going until you drop. This one was more aggressive than that, but I did find it interesting <laughs> that it was so rooted in the body there magic, because that is like a really valid form of magical expression. Just maybe don't use it to brutally murder people who don't agree with you. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I didn't take notes, because as someone whose therapist has told them to move around more in this pandemic, and a Gemini spirit, <laughs> I definitely took some notes. I was like, so like, who is that one, right? And then, poof, it's this one, right? <laughs> As a Scorpio moon. Yeah. I was very, very much like, okay, like, hmm. <laughs> like but I don't want to kill anybody, but I do think that idea of like fully yeah. embodying something is something that actors and dancers are often trained to do, which is why I think it would be easy to use a dance school as a front for like your murderous coven because a lot of what you encourage actors and dancers to do is like be fully in your body like only focus on what you feel and like a lot of that is similar to how you get into the right headspace to do magic so you could presumably end up participating in all sort of magical rituals and not notice if you're also dancing well and if you think about like even going back to like indigenous people um dance and like even like tribal people like dance was a big part of their spirituality and so or body movement in general so and even in certain christian faiths mm -hmm. it gets taken out of a lot of protestant religions but like in certain early christian faiths too it was a very ritualistic movement and still is in some and then there are some cultures that are like no that is of the devil don't right. dance right. so it's really interesting to think about that you're right, but they fucked Olga up now. I was, she pissed herself, she spit up everywhere. <laughs> she had bones shifted to new parts of her body. Like, she was a crumpled heap of despair. This was the only part of the movie that I was like, I might have to fast forward. Because this is just a lot. And it was so long. And it's in the original too, like, 
in the original one i remember that olga poor olga i was like this is the most fucked up and like wild shit happens like it's not like this is a tame film but like pretty early on with this i was like nope like i this is too much for me the bones and you do watch you do watch blanc watching susie do this dance and she's noticing that susie has got something some good power in her and so that's going to come out that's going to come to play more so towards the end but yeah and then she got dizzy she got she couldn't do it no more she couldn't there's a lot all this murder (laughs) too much murder takes it out of you and so she was like that's weird i never i never faint like that and tilda as blanc was like dance to us that it's fine and she's like no i never i never do that and she's like it's fine i'm gaslighting shh my little child (laughs) and and that is a thing that happens in the performing arts where people are just like yeah and i never sleep and i lose all of my relationships and i'm exhausted like that's just normal and it's not it's not normal it's not don't let your grad school tell you what it is either because it's not not. I just want to put this out there. If you are in grad school, you're being gaslit. I don't know the level and severity, but you're being gaslit. If you and need I'm sorry, some help, you, you can write to us. Sheree and I will coach right. through. <laughs> Our DMs are open for this. Our DMs, please <laughs> just say, I'm here from Nightmare on Fear Street. I'm in grad school and I'm ready to process. Because sometimes like the gaslighting, it, what's also hard about grad school is that, so like for me, a lot of what I did my first year was unlearn a lot of habits and patterns that felt really like core to my being. And a mm-hmm. lot of that was holding me back because it was stuff about myself that just isn't true or was like old, you know what I mean? And so there was a lot of that that like wasn't true. And so it was a lot of people telling me like, this is what you were doing and me feeling like, no, that's not what I'm doing. And then realizing later, oh, they're right. So what the reason that's so insidious is that if my teachers were more abusive than they are, it would be very easy for them to convince me that lots of valid feelings that I had were also incorrect because there were a lot of times where I was like, no, I'm not being a smart ass. I'm angry. And then I would get really angry and be like, oh no, I wasn't. And so when you have that, like when a thing that feels core to you, like a feeling you realize it was inaccurate, that makes you so open to suggestion. And so if they were like, now, Crystal, like, am I abusing you? Or are you just, I might be like, you're right. (laughs) Right? There's been so many times in grad school and post-grad school while I'm fighting with my grad school where I know 100% what they did was racist and wrong. But I'm like, but am I overreacting to racism? I can never overreact to racism. No. It's racism. It's racism. Whatever response you have to that is valid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As a person of color, you can't, like, there's no, like, it's like, if someone told me I was overreacting to homophobia, and I'm like, listen. (laughs) You should be glad glad I didn't hit you in the mouth. That's what I need to start telling people. It's like, listen, I'm underreacting, because what I want (laughs) to do is beat your fucking ass. Mm -hmm. But I know that's not going to end well for me. So I have chosen to give you the gift of reacting by calling you names. <laughs> Take that shit and be thankful. Right. You should be happy I kept this to an essay about you and I didn't use your name because I'm a professional. 
but I will text 20 of my friends who it is so they can find you <laughs> and know who it was. I, this is funny because if you look at our notes, there's a note. Why are they gaslighting her about getting dizzy after having her dance murder? And right. I say, because grad school LMAO. That's where we're at. <laughs> like, it's just hard. And right. even I, a person who has seen the original, was like, is it witches? <laughs> or, I'm like, are these witches or tenured professors? I can't tell. Well, they're kind of yeah. both, right? Is yes. Just, yes, and. <laughs> um, then we find uh, Olga's crumpled little body oh. in the dance studio, which, okay, also, I have, this is, I have this note later, but this room just keeps being used. These mirrors are not conducive to dance. No. <laughs> it's because there are murder dance mirrors. Yeah. They're not for real dance class. Like, it feels like there's, like, a dance classroom where we really just teach dance. And then it's like, okay, today is spooky dance day. And we'll be <laughs> dancing this room. And which would make sense, right? Because, like, you can yeah. magically charge, like, crystals and rooms and things like that. So, like, if there's a specific room where it's like, in here, that's code for doing a <laughs> it's like oh no i don't want to go to class today it's murder mirror day <laughs> and it's true because it does the mirror does because the way it's like uh broken up it does kind of look like a crystal like it's crystallized kind of mm-hmm. like a poor dog so i don't know if it's the room that i haven't looked up enough to know that like if that's what they're trying to say that like certain rooms are more ma- like magically connected than others but it just does feel very specific that we have so many mirror injuries <laughs> Right, right. And while we're in this weird room with this body who has suffered because of this dance battle murder, um, all the old dance witches show up with giant ass hooks. I did not like that. I couldn't tell if they were a hook or like a scythe. The, there was both because they were like, ha! And then the other one was like, ha! And they went in circles until they all hooked her. And she's still moaning because she's still alive somehow. She's like, oh, fucked oh. up. Like, let Olga go. She's jello at this point, and they're hooking her and not letting her even like die in peace. She's like she, another she, layer to this. Oh, she's alive at the end. So she lit. I mean, like, she lives to the end. Like this pretzel. Is that a life though? It reminds me of in American Horror Story. I think it was Asylum when they had that one lady who kept getting tortured. I was like, leave that lady alone. Go find a new person to abuse. Like, this is hamburger meat. Like, y'all need to stop. And that really upset me. Like, I don't think I ever finished that season because I was like, I'm no. tired. I can't watch anything else happen to that lady. Mm-mm. And that's how I feel about Olga. Like, I'm like, let Olga go. This is rude. <laughs> Oh, and then, okay, so after this, it was, so they've carried Olga's body out, and then we get this weird, this weird moment where they show Susie peeing in a cup, and I was like, why is she peeing in a cup? And then I realized it's because they're drug testing them, but, like, it, <laughs> why was it there? All right, everyone. Well, that is the end of our first section of Suspiria. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you all join us later this week for the second part. Thank you to Crystal Marie Stewart for joining us on this um, exciting journey. (laughs) And and don't forget to follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you can email us at a nightmare on fear street at gmail.com. And I hope that you join us again later this week for our final comments 
on this really fun, exciting delve into witchcraft in the 70s, which is Suspiria. So join us again for that. All right, everyone, stay fierce out there.